PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello everyone and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host Chili as we talk about news reviews and all that good stuff from PlacesUniverse.com. Happy New Year everyone, it's 2022, yay everyone, we did it, woo, success, yay. And to join me in this successful, hopefully 2022, we've got Alfonso. Hello, hello, Happy New Year to you Ben, Happy New Year's to all the listeners, to all the followers. Is it your year for the wedding or is that not coming up yet? Uh, yeah, it is. Um... Yay! It was supposed to be last year, but you know, all COVID yeah. and spice. Um, so obviously this year is happening again for July. But again, if these COVID spice keep rising, then we gotta propose again, postpone again. But as of right now, we're still on track for July thirty first to August fourth. We'll Am just I have to get... pray. Yes, of course, man. Yes, you and yeah. Gary are still getting you know, invitations it's, it's to the wedding. It's gonna be expensive to fly there, but yay! <laughs> Uh, Don't worry about the cost, Ben, because we are actually paying people to fly oh, out. Wow. Yeah, I've always wanted to visit New York as well. So. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't worry about cost. Just make yeah. sure you have your suit and you have your most expensive liquor, because that's all I want. Liquor. Well, I'm going to have to Google expensive liquors. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell me your finest liquor, because I don't drink alcohol, so. <laughs> uh, by, I, by the way, I... I don't drink, but I, um, I'm not one of those people that's against it. I just know that I'm a person that can get easily addicted to stuff, and there's a lot of bad stuff in my family, so it's just a personal yeah. preference. I, I, will, I will happily supply alcohols to anyone who wants. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely. I, I haven't drunk since, you know, the whole skin cancer thing, and it yeah. obviously is not good to drink, but um, yeah. I guess I'm still recovering as I haven't drunk. Since I be skin cancer, but come on, it's my wedding, so I have to take an yeah. exception. So yes, I need all the best liquors from all you guys. So yeah, that's all I want. You don't have to bring nothing else but that. I will so. bring the best liquor of the English, the yeah. British place. Yeah, yeah. yeah I shall yeah, bring yeah, the yeah. finest foreign wine. <laughs> yeah, it won't be wine because I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, seriously, I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah. and we got Gary. Ah, uh, hi, Gary's here. How, how I think are you? you uh mispronounced 2022 as 2020 man you know we've never <laughs> moved on all right Gary, you're no, just no, on a repeat don't do that don't do, don't, don't do that don't do that <laughs> covid yeah <laughs> so much non-fun happening <laughs> we've got what it's acbc right after covid before covid mm-hmm. it's year two ac <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer ad anymore <laughs> it's no longer PC. And we moved on from that. <laughs> oh man. Thanks for having me. It's a nice I guess I won't say beginning of the year, but it's nice to still be here. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to so many people who have lost their lives to this. Um yeah. but yeah, um still excited for the wedding. If it does yeah. happen. I hope it does. I hope people pull their heads out of their asses and actually get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But well, who knows at this um, point. Um, in England, they're stopping the vaccination program. So England's going to be a black hole. <laughs> 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 Nobody's going to know what happened there. It's like World War Z where you know, countries are a black yeah, hole. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, <laughs> that they plan to stop the booster program sometime this year, early this year. And also, it making you pay for tests. 
I don't know what level this is going to be because we're currently, what is it, level two, plan B, something else. So maybe this takes us to level four. I, I don't know. <laughs> was that another, like, are we now Apple? Apple level two, plans. <laughs> I don't know. We, we, uh, <sighs> and also I'm dangerous. Sorry, I'm, I hope you'll be able to fly out to the wedding at this point. <laughs> at this point, probably not. We'll probably be a contaminated island. Oh, man. Like I said, a bike hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. we're, we're only at one in three have COVID. So we want to I get guess, that down I guess Brexit was a good idea. Just separate yourselves from everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all part of the uh, Brexit plan. Uh, they knew this was I happening. Hate my country. Uh, I hate my country so much. I'm going to say that proudly, that I hate this country so much. Uh, hey, ours isn't faring that much better. <laughs> um, but anywho. Yeah. On a positive note, yay! Good um, to be here, for now at least. I'm going to bring a little Twitch stuff up quickly um, before we go into news. I said channel point goal, and I had to rename my character if we reached it. So now I'm Daddy Chili. It's great. Yay. In what? In what game? In Final Fantasy XIV, I'm now Daddy Chili. Oh my god, perfect. <laughs> Wait, you have to pay money to change your name, dude. How much does that cost you? Um, $8, I think it is. Oh my god, free in much. real life. No, it isn't. It is no, here, I, isn't it? I thought it cost money to change your name. I have otherwise no, I have I no idea. Otherwise, I would have changed my name to Chili long ago. <laughs> oh my god! Chili, <laughs> chiller uh, beer. Uh, there you go. Because I got to keep my second name for respect out of my family. So anyway, let's go straight to the news. To be honest, I'm going to go straight to the news that I care the most about. Um, there was more talks about the PSVR two recently. I'm going to have to try and find the specs, but supposedly they're planning for a quarter to 2022 uh, i don't think it's going to release that soon that's way too soon i i still feel like it's going to be a bit later on um but the specs of the psvr2 look really insane um for anyone that doesn't know um it will have a 4k per eye oled screen with 120 hertz refresh rate two of them two, yeah, of, two them. of them 110 degree 110 degree view um, which is a little lower than some of them, but still better than most. Uh, Inside-out tracking, so you don't need a giant camera this time. It does it itself. Um, but controllers can only be viewed while in front of the headset, which is a downside. Uh, eye tracking, which might not sound as important as... To, in my opinion, eye tracking is one of the most important things they've got there. Um, because what they can do is you might... I can't guarantee this. Like, I'm not a developer, so I can't 100% say this will happen. But for... Um, some games you may see that the PS PSVR version will actually look better better than the um, standard TV version of games. Like you might be able to get better graphics in VR than you will on a normal. Yeah, this is unheard of right now in VR because no yeah. other VR is doing eye tracking. So this is yeah. like unknown territory of what exactly it's going to look like and what it 100% yeah. is going to do. So. Well, from what we can tell from the tech, it allows them to only render what's in front of your eye. So unless you can unless you can actually see the content, the game doesn't have to render it. So that means they can make game focus like the, the CPU and GPU on that specific area rather than having all that filler content that's outside of your view. Like for when you like spin around or whatever. When you, so stuff that you won't be able to see normally that's still being rendered because it has to exist, because in case. They'll be able to lower how much they need to render, so that way, that way they can focus more resources on making what is rendered better. So you could, as I said, you could potentially see better-looking games in VR2 than you would TV. P potentially. 
I'm not going to say it's going to happen 100% because most people probably won't even going to bother with it because it involves, you know, doing extra work. I'm not saying people are lazy, but when you've got five versions of the game already, I've got a hiccup, sorry. You have a multi-platform tile and you've got the Xbox Series S, the Xbox Series X, the PS4, well, I should say, say the drop last gen, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, the PS5 and PC, that's four platforms already, potentially a Switch, so that's five. So you're not you're not going to add uh, PSVR two as a dedicated platform for designing because that's it's going to be a very limited amount of people that buy it. Like there's going to be but a lot of vocal they, people that buy it, but but they could because ain't they, ain't they could don't don't they um consider the Oculus Quest a platform on its own? Oh yeah, but that's had time to sell. Like I'm talking like when it first comes out. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I, okay. I don't expect any like major focus from third party, like multi-platform tiles, should I say, at launch. Okay. Yeah. So maybe in the future. Again, this is all speculative of when it actually comes out on how it actually works. We don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I have no insider knowledge. This is just based off the fact that I've been playing video games for way too long. So, <laughs> um, Alfonso. You were talking, so you want to say anything? Um, yeah, um, yeah. Announced at CES, like you said, you read the specs. It's all interesting to me. Um, as far as like I said, I had the first one. I only had it for four days. I had issues, health issues, so, and it was causing problems. That's why I, I never kept the first one. I, t- I sent it back. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. Like you said, quarter four. I don't know. Is it, it makes sense to release a holiday? Since they announced yeah. it this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen since we still don't know what it looks like. And obviously, they you know they have to announce it like in terms of product images, and then they have to do their tests, probably out of state of play, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, demo games. So I don't know. I would like to come out this year because this it would make sense for me in terms yeah. of I really want this. But with the lack of PS5, still shortest of PS5, it doesn't make sense. I, I think they need to get more PS5s out and, and to, for it to then be released. Um, I'm scared about the price because all the, yeah, the, the, this PSVR 2 is doing a lot of more a lot more things than other VR headsets. Um, first one was 500. I, I don't know. Part of me feels it might be 500 again or six at least. I feel personally it should be four because it's using one less cable, right? It's, it's, it's a cable that's not... Um, yeah, it's using one less cable. It should be four or compete with Quest, Oculus Quest, and be at 300. That's my personal opinion on this. But um, I, could end, see four, I could see 400 because unlike all the other ones, well, I guess they do have their own storefronts, but PlayStation has its own console and storefront. So, you know, you, get, it, you, you can't buy from other sources. You have to buy from Sony. So all your games yeah. will still be making... They'll be making profit from the game for certain. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything most hardware developers do, especially when you've already got a closed platform like a console, you're going to sell for cheap, cheaper because you're going to make it up with game sales. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully make it up with game sales. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Uh, Gary. Oh, yeah. Um, Great specs. Um, It's definitely the best VR headset that's going to be coming out Um, of all the ones that are out right Um, yeah. Price is obviously going to be a big thing. Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with 500 on it. I think that's how much it's gonna be, uh, 400 minimum. Um, but I'm also with Alfonso of should they even release it this year? Um, like you said, it's still so hard to get a PS5. It's still hard to get 
an Xbox Series X. It's still hard even right now to get an OLED Switch. Um, so I don't know how much they're going to be able to produce if they're releasing this year because ever since the first PSVR launch, um, they were never able to keep that in stock. Um, it's almost impossible to get a PSVR headset right now. Um, and if it's hard to get the first PSVR, how much harder is it going to be to get PSVR 2? Um, but everything about it is great. You know, you don't need a camera anymore. It's got built-in cameras. I can literally sit on the toilet and play it if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> I don't need a camera this time, which is great. Um, it's got motion sensing on your hands, so it knows exactly where you are. It's got all this cool stuff. The only thing that it doesn't have is it's not cordless. It's still one cord. It's just one this time instead of the five or six you needed for the original PSV. So that's great. Um, but it's all, again, just going to come down to games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they announced one game. I don't know if you're going to go into it, Ben. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't bring it up, but there was the Horizon game announced, right? Yeah, they yep. announced uh, a Horizon game. I don't remember what its subtitle is. Call of, Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain, yeah. I don't know what kind of game it's going to be. We just saw a small, brief glimpse of it, of, you know, one of the big walker things walking around in the forest. Yeah. Um, so is it going to be an adventure game? Is it going to be an action game? Who knows? Um, but there's a Horizon game coming out. It looks great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a first-party exclusive, which is great. It's yeah. one of Sony's bigger franchises now. Um, but it's, again, going to come down to games. PSVR, in my opinion, has a good lineup of games. Um, but most people didn't care about those games because nobody really had a PSVR. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I talked about Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is, in my opinion, the best VR game that I've ever played. Um, Sony probably should have released that outside of VR, but they didn't. You know, we obviously got a sequel on the PS5. It came with the system. But I also have to say, you know, Rescue Mission really wouldn't be the same without the VR. You know, it took them, what was it, three years after the VR came out, to finally release a game that showcases the true power of the VR, which is what Astro Ball was. It showcased all the great things that PlayStation VR can do, and three years is too long. Um, so Sony, I'm glad they're doing Horizon, but they have to do so much more. And I know they haven't even shown the actual headset yet, so there's still time for that and to show us what games are going to be available. Um, but it's going to come down to games, you know, Sony has to lead the charge on this because third party is just going to do what third party always does. They're going to release a game that's playable on all VR headsets as much as possible. And none of them are really going to take the true potential of PSVR 2 to the limit. So Sony has to show what it does. I I hope this isn't going to be a PlayStation Vita situation where they started off strong and they're like, eh, let's give up on this. Um, Which is also what they did with the first VR as well. So... Sony needs to take it seriously enough to show people that, hey, maybe we should finally give VR a chance. Because VR has been around for a while now. I think it's been around for like 10 years, maybe more. Um, and it hasn't caught on like I think a lot of companies hope that it would. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I really only ever used my VR headset for watching. So mm-hmm. that was a, like, the, what you call it? As long as they bring back that theater mode, I'll be happy. Like Yeah. But talk about games. Is there any games that you would like to see on it? Like, don't you, like I feel like a God of War game would be interesting. Yeah, God of War. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, I think we all know that we'd all buy. Well, 
I would buy it, but I would be interested in a full VR Gran Turismo because of how realistic yeah. Gran Turismo already is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. See, I would say an Uncharted game, but I don't know. Um, it, I would, I would, okay, I would like an Uncharted game, but I wouldn't want to. I like, you know, like those experiences you have where you get like a an hour long thing. I, I think an Uncharted experience would be fun. I don't think the whole game would be good, but I would enjoy like a little hour long playing as Drake, looking for treasure and stuff. More treasure uh-huh. puzzle than shooting. I think yeah. that would be an interesting way to do it. Um, especially with, as I said, with the VR touch stuff, you could you could literally hide stuff under stuff, and like you'd have to actually look around for treasure. As someone who gets frustrated with that, I would only want an hour, but I'm sure other people would enjoy longer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And any any other games anyone else would enjoy in in VR that you know we're just spitballing around, of course. You know, uh, for me, I think VR is a perfect um, system to bring back a lot of arcade franchises. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't I think know like why a, we never got Time Crisis or House yeah, of the Dead. Yeah, Time Crisis, uh, Virtual Cop. Um, there's so many of those on-rail shooters I think would be perfect for Point VR. Point blank. <laughs> Point blank. <laughs> um, you know, games like that I think would be great. Obviously, racing games I think are essentially a very easy get to yeah. for VR um, because you can already drive those games in first person. Uh, the problem with VR is you can't really do very many genres um like i can't see myself playing a a third person game in vr i just don't unless my head is the camera and then what's the point um so i feel like it's limited to the genres it can do obviously first person is you know going to be your your number one thing because it is vr um but i think something cool like a real-time strategy game i would love to play a real-time strategy game in vr where you know my eyes are essentially the camera um which is kind of what what astrobot did even though astrobot was a platformer and that again platformers are another great example um i would love if they released the ratchet and clank in vr um but not in you know first person but with a third person camera like a platformer or a jack and daxter uh bring that franchise back that way um i i would like some some cool stuff like that um but as far as sony's first party franchises I mean, God of War would be cool, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But obviously, it won't. It, it can't be as fast paced as God of War is uh, for yeah. its combat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's really hard for me to think of of Sony franchises that will work in VR. Uh. Well, actually, it's not hard. All of them can really work in VR, depending on how you do it. But yeah, I feel like they'll just be the exact same experience. Like. If they did a Last of Us in VR, what what kind of game is that really going to be? It's going to be, I mean, essentially a slow-paced, stealth-based game. I mean, um, it would, I think it had more tension because you're because I don't know if they made it first person like Resident Evil yeah. did. They yeah, and, to, and that's what I'm talking about. Scare like, factor. Like Resident Evil Seven was perfect for VR because you can still play with your regular controller. Your head was just the camera. Um, and essentially, it's going to come down to the same thing. Like, The Last of Us, if they did The Last of Us in VR, it would probably be the exact same type of game. A first person, um, yeah, it'll have tension and stuff like that. But, like I said, genres are going to be very limited in VR, in my opinion. Like, it'd be cool if I got, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog game, and I'm running super fast through this crazy-ass world, you yeah, know, in VR. That would be <laughs> Maybe. I, maybe, I yeah. would love to do it, but it, I, I feel like that would be vomit. Like... It'll be like a roller coaster, running up and around circles and shit, upside down, like a roller coaster. 
Like, see, a game that would be cool, I think, is like Roller Coaster Tycoon, where it's a tycoon building game. You build a game, then in first person in VR, you can go in and test all the rides yourself. I'll be that honest, would be I was cool watching for me. a lot of those on YouTube, like the VR roller coaster <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Because I'm too chicken to do them in real life. <laughs> yeah, see, to me, to me, that would be a cool experience. Like, I would love to do that. I build my own roller coaster, my own. Or just bring uh, back theme park, you know, theme yeah. park maker thing. Exactly. But let you go into it in first person in VR and walk around your own theme park in first person, get on whatever rides you want. I think things like that would be really cool. So. Except that it'd be done by EA nowadays, right? Which would mean that all the no, rides would cost real money. No. No. <laughs> no. Do you want this roller coaster? It's only five NFTs. Five. God damn it. Um, but puzzle <laughs> games as well. I think I think specific puzzle games would be pretty cool in, in VR as well. But I just don't think VR is designed and built for high octane action and adventure. It just can't keep up. Your your physical body, in my opinion, can't react fast enough like you probably can with your fingers. So ha, that's what she said. <laughs> but for me. I want my arcade shooters back. I want my Time Crisis. I want my House of the Dead. I want I my Party Those games I would love to play. I would in VR. That sniper game that I can never remember the name of, where you had a sniper rifle at the arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you found that. Was, oh. I used to pl- I used to put so much money into those because they were so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfonso. No, yeah, pretty much said everything. So I'm just gonna agree with you. I said. Yay! I will also add. I would like to play Fantasy 14 in VR. Which they tested. Yeah, they did test it uh, in a in a playroom full of half naked cat girls. <laughs> that's because you weren't <laughs> going to see the half naked cat girls. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. Like, Titan. I, I remember where they announced uh, VR was coming to Final Fantasy 15, and then everybody's like, "Oh shit, how are they going to do it?" And oh, yeah. they ended up not being able to do it, and they just made a fishing game out of it. <laughs> it's a shame because, because I was really looking probably forward to too it. much. Hmm? Uh, I was really looking forward to VR 15. Especially yeah, they had a the cool trailer can... when you're fighting the behemoth in VR and shit, and it never happened. They just turned it into a fishing game. Which I didn't buy because fish are scary. <laughs> right, look, I, I'm, I'm honest, I'm scared of fish. Talking I about fish, we'll, we'll transition to our next phase. Horizon Forbidden West offers better rewards for side quests. Because, you know, fish are often side quests, so, and they oh might have God, robot man. fish. <laughs> <laughs> Go gather me 10 shiny robot fish. Um, there's a lot more variety in the sense that more sense of accomplishment that you actually get something cool in return for doing these quests. So XP and armor probably. Um, there was another part where we felt we had room for improvement. So you get a cool weapon or you get a cool outfit. Something that's really useful for your next quest or activity. So do your side quest, which I'll never do. Gary. Um, I think you guys will be able to answer this question or this at- go with this a lot better than I can because I never actually finished the first oh. game and i only played you it for like sure two three hours RPGs. <laughs> um so i don't really know how great the side quests were in the original um and i what don't exactly remember the side quests if i'm honest <laughs> now fun's like um, remember the side quests um some of them were um lost and found some of them were track um you remember some of the robots had um you remember the, uh, i forgot the, the the device you used but the device you used to track the the footprints of the machines where they were they were sometimes um corner people and she would have to track where they went to find the people and you know defeat the machine. It's it it, it was pointless side quests. The reason why you had to do them is because you needed experience 
to move on to progress to the story because she wasn't strong enough to surpass well go past a certain point but yeah they that was it he was just doing the side quest for experience so i i said the saying oh give you better stuff i i really hope so because um during the story you wouldn't get um like the goods like outfits and um weapons until like towards the end of the game and like i really needed like it took a long time to beat those those tougher machines because of how weak um the up the up um crafting your weapons took and those equipments that was later in the game would have been a lot helpful in the beginning of the game so i really hope these side quests helps because yeah that 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 was really tough to to get through so yeah i i feel side quests are very important in games because you want to be able to obviously do side activities it helps build the world and helps with uh you know make the npcs more important in that world uh but the problem with side quests and how they're done and i think it's a balancing thing for a lot of companies like you want to give them good rewards for completing the side quest but you don't want to give them good enough rewards where it makes the main campaign too easy if you complete all the side and obviously this is a notorious problem for jrpgs especially yeah. it was huge in back in the day even even and even now it's bad where ben i know you would pretty much probably agree with me you know you you do all the side quests in final fantasy 7 yeah. you get knights of the round table and you one shot sephiroth with it you know how fun is that <laughs> um it's things like that where you have to kind of find a balance because you want people to enjoy doing other activities other than the main campaign but you don't want to give these insane rewards where it makes the main campaign you know pointless and we see it all the time where in even other reviews that i read about other games like oh you know i completed all these side quests and i went and did the final boss and it was so easy it almost wasn't even worth doing and i always feel this way i i i specifically felt this way with final fantasy 15 where I was getting so strong and I could tell I was getting strong because in the main campaign, I was like 12 levels ahead of the enemies I was fighting in the main campaign. Well, I purposely had to stop doing the side quest because I didn't want to go into the final battle and just kill everything right away. Um, See, that's where I'm different to you. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do the side quest, so I do do that. <laughs> no, that's fine. And, and that's fine. But that's what I'm talking about where the balance comes in. Yeah. It's like, you want to give good rewards because you want to reward people for doing the side stuff. Otherwise they just won't give a shit about, Oh, I got, you know, a thousand gold and some crafting material and I can find better crafting material, just mining shit in the field, you know, but you don't want to make it. So I'm so OP that this crazy elephant boss in like horizon two, you fight this giant elephant boss. And if I'm too OP for it, like, why is it they made it all intimidating and I killed it in three hits? That's the kind of stuff you don't want, but it's a balancing act with that. So, but also, I don't know, you also don't want to stop people from doing that because I, I will grind the hell so out of anything so I can do that. And I hate mm-hmm. games where it's like, well, now you've reached the cap on grinding. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the, the important part with side quests for me personally is how good that side quest is. If it's just a fetch quest where you get, you know, this random reward. I don't really care for it. But if it's like a meaningful side quest with a good story that I actually really want to follow and see what happens, I'll do that side quest, even if the reward isn't that great. You know, it, it just really comes down to what that side quest is. 
I might me. be biased, but I feel like Fantasy Fourteen has some really good side quests, so I, I, mm-hmm. they should follow Fantasy Fourteen. Not all of them. There's a load of really bad ones, but there's some like there's some interesting. Um, there's one that I I really enjoyed in the expansion. I don't want to spoil in case people haven't done it yet, but it was a really sweet side quest. It was like, oh, that should have been main story. <laughs> um, but no, I guess while we're talking about side quests, we'll bring up the next topic actually. Um, there's been some controversy. Is that the right word? I don't know if that's the right word, but there's been controversy on certain sections of the internet about a tweet that recently happened by a certain company. Um, that I forgot the name of the car work. Uh, Dying Light Two. Yeah, Techland. Company is Techland. It's Kyle. The company is Kyle. <laughs> but no, Techland recently. Well, at least their social media team. The company itself, I don't know what they did, but the social media team decided to tweet out something about their new game. Which, you know, that's normal. Everyone tweets out about their, vid- new, their new video game. But there's a bit of controversy over this new tweet because they mentioned that it will take 500 hours to beat, um, fully 100% beat, um, New Dying Light. Now, I think that's cool, but there's so many people complaining a certain forum um, and certain websites that that's way too long. And how dare they make a video game that gives you your money's worth and stuff. Like... I for most people amazing? it's not for most people it's not going to be five hundred hours. For most people it's probably going to be twenty to thirty probably, and then they're going to stop and go play other video games. The five hundred hour mark is only for those that really want to get everything out of the game. Um, so Gary, what's your thought on this? Two sorry, I'll go with Alfonso actually. Alfonso, what's your thoughts on? Have uh, they never played Skyrim? That's my answer eh. to this. Because <laughs> like that, that's the dream. Like for me, that's the dream. Like yes. 20 and 30, that, that's the sweet spot. But when it comes to games, and to me, Dying Light is not that type of that, that type of game like uh, Witcher or, or Skyrim. So to, for it to achieve that amount of hours, like, enjoy it. Especially knowing mm-hmm. that we, we're still going to have games that's going to be delayed because of what we're going through in the world. Like, if you get tired of it, then just stop playing. That's it. Don't don't get mad because they're saying, oh, that's, a, that's too many hours. Like, you just don't have to continue playing you could just stop and if you feel like you want to go back to play you, you just continue to where you left off that's all you have to do like you complain when companies don't do enough and now that they are you're still complaining it's like it's that whole you you trying to get your cake and eat it too is like I, I i don't know what's wrong with people but yeah I'm, I'm fine with it i mean i i don't care for dying like that's not my type of thing but for people who enjoy this franchise enjoy because that, that's a lot. Yeah. And if there's anything like Dying Light 1, it's going to be supported until forever. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Gary, I know you're excited for Dying Light 2. I am, yes. Um, your thoughts yeah. have been a bajillion hours? <laughs> um, yeah, you guys made kind of the same points I was going to make. You know, you have all these people who complain that games aren't long enough at 30 to 40 hours, and then you have something like this come up, and all of a sudden it's too long. It's like, what, what, what is the point? Like, what is the, the threshold for people to be happy with paying 60 or $70 for a game and, and getting the amount of hours they want out of it? Um, I, I think the tweet was not a good tweet. Um, I do think tweeting that your game is going to take you 500 hours to complete with... Like, they just said to complete. They didn't go into details about it. And right. it, it's, it's a number most people don't want to see. What was that? I think that was the problem. If they had tweeted out yeah. multiple numbers, like... Like, if they said, okay, it takes 30 hours to beat the campaign, 60 hours to beat 
the side quest and then you've got 500 hours because of all the multiple endings because there's multiple endings mm -hmm. i think yeah right? they could have just said hey it takes 500 hours to 100 percent complete the game yeah you know something like that. The, the tweet just wasn't good and obviously a tweet like that wasn't all gonna go down well um, nobody wants to see this daunting number of 500 hours and expect people to be oh i'm gonna be playing this game for half of the year if not longer um but then the people who do play Dying Light, the first one, who are still playing it, they've already clocked in that amount of hours. And there is stuff in that game that people are still finding for the first time. Yeah. Quests and missions that they never experienced, like 300 hours into that game. Um, so for me, yeah, the number isn't something you want to tweet out. But like you said, Skyrim, Fallout, people have spent way more time in those games, essentially doing fetch quests. <laughs> So, uh, at this point, they probably don't even have those left. They probably just walk around and talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So complaining about it with this game, but not complaining about it in Skyrim or Fallout is very hypocritical. Um, like if Skyrim came out or if Bethesda came out and said, Elder Scrolls 6 is going to take you a thousand hours to complete. People are going to lose their shit. Like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to be playing this game forever. Yeah. But because it's a different name, of a title then or a different company making it all of a sudden it's not good um so yeah uh to me uh i love the game when i played it i thought it was fun and there's a lot to do most of the quests you find in that game are so random that you just won't expect finding them like i was running around all of a sudden i saw like an open window in, in a house i'm like oh there's probably items i went into that house and all of a sudden i got a side quest to you know rescue some people who are trapped in the building or find some virus samples or something like that. They're, they're very random like quests. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be a tracker of some kind to track this kind of stuff. But I hope so. in a way, it's kind of like the Elder Scrolls game. Where you'll just walk around and some random quest will pop up for you. And if you want to do it, do it. If not, don't. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with this number. I don't see myself playing the game for 500 hours. I think once I finish the story and experience everything I want to experience in it much like the first game, I'll move on. So, and like you said, Ben, they're probably going to support it till the end of the world like they've been doing with the first one. And isn't that what people want? <laughs> Companies to continue to support their games? For free, um, by the way. I know for free. Some, I know they had some <laughs> paid content for Dying Light, but there's been much more free content than has been paid. Yeah. At least it's like, I feel like everything anyway. that people want, it's almost like they want this kind of support just from different developers. Yeah. Like, I feel like, oh, they want the support from Naughty Dog for Uncharted and Last of Us. They want this kind of support from Sucker Punch on Ghost of Tsushima and, you know, Gorilla for Horizon. I would just support the game for 10 years. The issue is they and, want yeah, people to support the game for 10 nice. years, but they will also <laughs> want a sequel to the game. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, it's been five years. Why is there no new one? Well, that's clearly because they're all busy with that one. Yeah, exactly it. It's like people just, I guess, do want to complain just to complain. And it, it sucks to see so much negativity, but it's also, I get the negativity because I just think the tweet was bad. Um, they've rectified that tweet. They've released another tweet specifying exactly, yeah. you know, it's going to take you this long to do this, this long for this quest. And they break down everything nice. that there is to do in the game. But that should have been the first tweet, so. You mentioned yeah. Last of Us. Has there been any news yet about that? Because I know we've got they've got the multiplayer eventually, haven't they? Because I was talking yes, about a multiplayer version of Last of Us 2. Mm -hmm. Has there been anything on that? 
haven't seen anything. Uh, nothing official. Uh, there are been rumors that came out last week though about um, essentially uh, the Last of Us remake that was essentially announced by Sony already is almost done and it's probably going to release sometime this year. Um, which is also when the HBO live action series is supposed to launch as well. Um, Man, it's like I protected <laughs> that all along. Yeah, it's like they did it for that. But yeah. with that news also came the fact that Last of Us 2's uh, PS5 version, much like Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut that Sony likes to do these days, um, yeah. will release this year as well, along with the Factions multiplayer bundle, though. Nice. Yeah. I believe Factions is also going to be uh, standalone, so you can buy that by itself if you want to. Which I might do, because I'm more interested in Factions than I am Last of Us 2. Because <laughs> the Last of Us Factions was pretty good, actually, to be honest, for what it, for what it was. Mm-hmm. It's, for what felt like was at the time felt like it was going to be a throwaway multiplayer game that they just tacked on. They put a lot of effort into that, and from what we can tell, yeah. they put a lot more effort into this as well. So I'm slightly hyped, kind of, not really. It, it depends on when it releases for me on, on my re- level of hype. Um, talking about level of hype though, supposedly Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order two to be revealed this spring. Now I haven't played the first one. Um, and I might play the first one because I just grabbed a free copy off um, Amazon Prime. If you're Amazon Prime, go check it out on Twitch. You can get it for free. Um, for a limited time, only until the, like, the 1st of February, I think it is. So you got a month. Um, any, any of you played Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, think, it's fantastic. Does it, does it deserve a sequel? Or does it like yes. wrap up nicely? Yes. No, yeah, it doesn't wrap something. up nicely at all. No. <laughs> no. Well, I have not played it, so how can I know? <laughs> It ends on a fantastic moment. Mm. Um, I hate cliffhangers. <laughs> but no, it doesn't end its story. I mean, I guess you can say they could just leave it how it is because, yeah, you know, anything yeah. can happen in Star Wars and this is not, yeah. they haven't confirmed if this is canon or not. Yeah. Um, but they definitely left it with a sequel in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and why wouldn't they get a sequel? It's one of the better selling Star Wars games uh, on the market. You know, it's done by Respawn. Um, they did a fantastic job with it. So, yeah, no, it, it was a good game. It was definitely a different type of Star Wars game. It, it felt more like Uncharted Star Wars to me <laughs> or a Tomb Raider Star Wars, um, where there's a lot of tomb heard, exploration and stuff like that. I heard a lot of Souls Star Wars as, Star Wars as well. Like not uh, it does have some soul but, mechanics. Not in the, like the difficulty of it, but like the combat. Mm. Uh, it, it does feel that way sometimes. There's a lot of precision timing that has to be done with a lot of things. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a good game. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I am very excited for a sequel for it. Mm-hmm. I've got one more article open. Uh, well, I've got a couple more, but the one more important one I feel like. Um, supposedly, there's going to be a PlayStation event set for February, which is a rumor. I, if this is true, this will be where the VR comes out for the first time, I feel like. Because if they are aiming for a quarter two, which I, I feel like is way too soon, even quarter four is way too soon, they would have to announce it in February. Um, and with the CES like having some discussion about VR, I guess February would be a good time to do it. Um, like, it'd be a bit weird with Horizon. like. Yeah, um, it's either, it's either uh, the VR2 or something... Uh, like the wrap up for Horizon since Horizon is in February. There's either yeah. one of those two. Yeah, it's either gonna be VR or it's gonna be just a state of the play where it basically shows off Horizon. Mm-hmm. 
My best, I, I for safe bet, I think is just going to be Horizon because the games are basically done. They they already did a state of play on it, and they uh, yeah they released a new trailer at the was it last yeah the end of last year. So yeah, just wrap up with you know a few minor touches on you know what to expect for Horizon now that whenever it if it is true, knowing that Horizon coming the 18th of February, eh, that's that's my bet. That would mean that they would have to announce it soon because they would have to announce it to come out before the 18th of February. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You, know you never know these companies. They'll be like, stay a play, showcase, Horizon. Yeah, they like to announce those 20th. like a week before they happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. February yeah. 20th. Yeah. It's going to have a Deathloop trailer, as always. Everything has a Deathloop trailer. Oh, um, I still can't believe I called it that there was a Deathloop DLC. Wasn't there like a Deathloop DLC announcement? Like, we can't go in an, an event now without stupid Deathloop. By the way, I, I don't mean that as in it's a bad game. For anyone that listens to this, I don't mean that... I'm sure Deathloop is a fine video game. I just got really sick of every video game event having Deathloop as a trailer. Like, it was it was getting ridiculous at one point. Like, every every event had it. Uh, anything you want to add about this rumor, Gary? Have you heard any... Have your inside sources heard anything? Um, a little bit. Um, uh, from From what I'm hearing, this is supposed to be a big one. For Sony, um, so I don't think it's gonna be PSVR two since they already had the chance to really do everything they wanted at CES, um, and instead they just kind of announced it and announced the specs. I don't think we'll see the actual headset until the summertime, um, but it could be just a Horizon one uh, where they, you know, showcase go in depth like thirty minutes into Horizon, and that's very plausible for them uh, because we we we've seen. Some of Horizon, but we haven't actually seen like a full-on trailer of Horizon. Um, so, so it could be that. But from from what I've been told is, if there is going to be one in February, it's going to be a big one for Sony, where they showcase essentially what they are. It, it, how can I put this? It's going to be like the one where they showed off and announced Spider-Man and Wolverine and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be one where they show off a lot of not necessarily new games, but a lot of stuff that's coming this year from Sony and potentially next year as well. Um, games, I don't know, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Last of Us Remake here, if they announced Last of Us 2 Director's Cut at the state of play. Um, because there's a lot of games that Sony's working on that we don't know about yet. Um, there potentially could be a lot of Square Enix stuff uh, shown off because they are going balls deep with Square Enix in the timed exclusivity deals. Hmm. Um, well, isn't it like the rumor of the fact that Sony paid over the price for one game? So I'd be interested to see what that is. Like, yeah. I had, I, that Sony, um, what's good? Square Enix were expecting, I, I can't remember how much, I don't know how much it was, but they were expecting a certain amount of money for a exclusivity, and Sony just like, here, have the kitchen sink also. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that game is the Chrono Cross remaster. Probably. Um, I'm not going to call it remake because that's not what it is, but <laughs> remaster. Um, but there is a good potential we'll see a lot of big games um, yeah. from first and third party. Um, Capcom might be there as well. Uh, we might see the first glimpse of the Resident Evil 8 DLC as well, um, but I'm not going to confirm. Sony's too hard to confirm because they really like to throw things around and I, I feel like sony's also the ones fueling a lot of rumors and stuff 
and throwing out false information just so people don't leak what's actually going on. So that's yeah, kind I, of all I, 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 can, I, can, I can really say on that. Like, I, I, I don't think it will be February, but I feel like we're going to see 16 sooner than people think. And you'll be able to play it sooner than you think. Um, That'd be nice. Because we, Yoshi P has said the fact that they hope that the next time it's shown, that there will be a playable demo. So they hope that whenever it's shown off next. Um, and I guess one of the last articles I bring up is the fact that E3 has been announced as digital only again, um, which it was isn't a shock for a lot of people. But I feel like this pretty much confirms that for me that E3 is dead. Like not as a an event, but as a physical presence. I don't think we'll ever see a physical free ever again. Probably not. Um, which sucks because I always wanted to go to E3 as a childhood dream. Now I won't. That's <laughs> fine. Um, uh, Gary, thoughts on this? Yeah. Um. I don't think it's worth it for companies anymore. Um, Nintendo got out of it a long time ago. Then Sony got out of it. EA got out of it. Um, really, all they had was Microsoft, who kind of just did their own thing, but they're still part of E3. Um, Ubisoft did their little showcases. Um, but Bethesda had their own, and now Bethesda doesn't need to because they'll just be part of Microsoft. Um, it's just not worth it, you know? Why do something physically like that, spend all that money, get playable demos ready, which costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time to get demos ready to go when you can just do it digitally and show things off that way, which is pretty much what everybody's been doing. Sony's been doing it. Nintendo's been doing it for a long time. Um, Microsoft has started doing it. Um, Square started doing it. Capcom started doing it. Um, It's better for them. It's a cost-saving thing. Um, it, does it suck that E3 is gone? Well, not technically gone, but physically it's gone. Yeah, I would have liked to attend it at least one time in my life, but not much I, I can say, really do about it now. I will say one thing. As someone who writes for a website, I'm happy it's gone. <laughs> because, yeah, it was great in a way for people that... In some ways it was good because you could... Um, like make relationship with PR and you know chat with PR and stuff like that but in reality for a lot of times it was actually more productive to stay at home anyway because mm-hmm. it's all about getting the articles up first and sure being there being able to chat with people and getting some scoops is good but you're not going to get as much click through as if you were just at home writing it so it sucks but sucks <laughs> it's like there's there's benefits both sides but i feel like the benefit nowadays for yeah. more benefit at home if you're writing like, yeah and stuff um alfonso it, i um this is the way this this is the best way yes we're still going through a pandemic so it doesn't make sense um like gary said it doesn't make sense to invest in all this money because you could just do it on your own and save all the money um it's good for pr because I, I know they probably get tired explaining the same thing over and over based on whatever new game they're developing. It's good for media because obviously if you have Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, if, if Nintendo and Sony were still doing it, you have them all that you can't see everything. So you miss out on, you know, articles to post first and et cetera, et cetera. So if you do it at home, you can pace your time, you know, pace how you want to watch it or based on what they're showing. And you upload or, you know, review at your own pace. So it's a win. I can't, I'm not going to say it's a loss because for me, comfort at home is better. Like, I'd rather be at home than to be in that type of mess. Yeah, I've seen those E3s on television. Just the amount of people there is like, 
I I don't feel comfortable. I don't like crowded spaces. I I just me personally, I hate crowded spaces. So to see all those people there, I I don't think I would enjoy the conference. So just knowing that I'm home in the cover of my home, watching it at my own pace at my own time, is just better for me. So I I I, I honestly don't care that E three won't be a physical event anymore. I I think digital is better. So yeah. Nice. Okay. Is there any articles anyone wants to bring up before we wrap up? Uh, yes, Ben. I do have, I think, a couple. If that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. Um, the first one is something I talked a little bit uh, earlier. Um, is the the big rumor that uh, Sony and Square Enix have reached a huge agreement on timed exclusivity in their games? Um, we've already seen uh, the results of those uh, with Final Fantasy VII remake and now Forsaken or Forspoken. Sorry where they're essentially a two-year deal, two-year exclusivity deal. Um, and yes, Forspoken is exclusive to PlayStation for two years. Um, but this rumor kind of came about because of an announcement from Ubisoft, essentially, uh, announcing that Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox, not Xbox Game Pass, just Xbox, um, which got people a little antsy and excited and once again oh sony's not doing anything because ubisoft plus is not coming to playstation um so people started talking and some inside insiders started to chime in and saying that essentially sony doesn't own square enix but they essentially own their biggest franchises for two years um and the deals are for multiple multiple games Uh, i'm going to assume final fantasy 16 and remake part two um Chrono Cross remastered uh, whenever that gets announced, and potentially whatever else they're working on. Um, again, this is—I I think if if Sony could buy Square Enix, they would, uh, but because of the antitrust laws in Japan, they can't. So this is the best they can do. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on this? Um, I—I personally, okay. I personally don't want Sony to buy it just because I still hope and dream that one day. Fantasy 14 will go on Xbox just so I can buy an Xbox and buy a third copy of the game again. But apart from that, I kind of hope that uh, I want Xbox to get 14. So that's the reason why I don't want Sony to buy Square unless they just say you can have it anyway. Um, but I, I've always, I know that if you live in America and Japan, you've probably seen Square as multiple platform company. But as someone who lived in England, I see Square Enix as a Sony based company first that went multi platform later. Because we got all our games, major Final Fantasy games on major Square Enix titles on PlayStation. Um, so I, I've always seen Square Enix as a Sony company, even if it's not a Sony company, just because of the fact that that's how I've grown up. Um, I'm sure in America, if you're old enough, you're, if you're the same age as me, you'll see as you'll have seen them as a Nintendo company first that got stolen by Sony and so forth. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't mind if Sony has exclusivity. It sucks for those that don't have a PlayStation, but I, I've seen the writing on the wall for years anyway. Xbox versions of the games never sold, so why would why would Square bother pl- port into a console that's never going to sell enough copies to make money back? Like they're not going to make as much money. They're not going to make their money back from porting it over. So why bother? They might as, might as well just take the money from Sony that they're going to be making extra of anyway and cut the losses. Yeah, it's Hello? interesting because you know. It's again goes back to that same argument now where it's like Microsoft bought Bethesda and 
all of a sudden Microsoft is number one because they're going to have all these games under Bethesda's library. But the idea of Sony buying a massive publisher, that's a no-no, you know? And even though they're getting all this exclusivity deals now, again, people are upset because, oh, I won't be able to play Final Fantasy 16 on my Xbox. I'm not going to be able to play Starfield on my PS5. I'm not going to be able to play Hellblade 2 on my PS5. Um, I, I feel like there's a big hypocritical stance going on with a lot of this buying studios, buying exclusivity. Um, Sony's buying studios as well, but they're buying developers and not obviously buying publishers. Um, but, you know, like you said, Ben, Square, I think, has been kind of synonymous with Sony since the PS1, ever since they had the big breakup with Nintendo mm. about Final Fantasy. Um, if I'm right, even Fantasy Seven was published by Sony in Europe. Yes, it was. Um, it was published by Sony, and uh, Square Enix was owned by Electronic Arts at the time. Um, it was <laughs> a, uh, EA Square, I believe it was called, or something like that. Um, yeah, Sony published it no, because... It was... It was Nintendo Soft, refused to it? go disc. What was that? Square Soft, I thought. Was it was Square Soft. No, yeah. no, it was it was Square EA or EA Square. I don't remember. They were owned by Square, and then once they se- separated from EA, they became Square Soft, and then they merged okay. with Enix and became Square Enix. So, because yeah. you can't buy a company in Japan, but you can merge with them. Yes, so. you can. Like so. Tecmo Koei is Koei Tecmo. Yeah, they were separate companies at yeah. the time as well. So. And Sammy and Sega as well. They were separate Namco companies Bandai? and then they merged as well. Is that that yep. one right? Yes, it was. That, that merger was so just long ago that them. it just sounds... It, it feels weird. It was just... It's, yeah, it's, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was one of the older ones. But but anyways, um, I lost my train of thought now. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so yeah, lots of exclusivity deals going around from PlayStation. And, you know, they kind of were doing that even before Square Enix. We had Deathloop. As a timed exclusive, I'm assuming it's a timed exclusive. Ghostwire Tokyo is a timed exclusive. That's two games from Bethesda as well, um, which Phil Spencer has already said they're going to honor those deals with Sony. So, well, see, but um, they pay a shit ton of money, and I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's um, just to honor the deal than it is to pay. I know they've got the money, but why bother? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's a crazy back and forth, and you know the fan base of both are just insane um but i also see both sides for a lot of things like I, it sucks that we have to have third-party companies releasing exclusive titles on one system um because everybody should be able to enjoy them but personally ben i think if final fantasy 14 has to come to xbox it's not going to come no, it's not going to. no I, I... <laughs> at this point it, it's just not going to happen but i can still hide and i don't know what's going on behind the scenes i was promised that fantasy star online 2 was going to come to playstation and that still hasn't happened that's still xbox console exclusive so even though the game was playstation in china and japan only yeah I don't, it's fucking weird but i don't expect it ever to come to playstation now to be honest mm-hmm. like i feel like it's yeah and after playing a little bit of it i'm not that fast anyway <laughs> uh so yeah um sony and square have had a great relationship um and sony knows that square is essentially the number one company in japan right now and if you want the japanese players you get those exclusive games on your console they know what they're Thanks, doing Yoshi P. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I, I would say capcom is big too but capcom isn't necessarily playing ball with one or the other they love to make money from everybody um and they'll continue to do that uh, i believe i don't think capcom 
is going to be for sale or merger with anybody anytime soon. So, Alfonso, you've been quiet. I've been quiet because I have nothing to say. (laughs) I knew what you hate, Square. I don't hate them. I don't care about time exclusive because it's unfair that, okay, you have one game that comes to one console and then the other players, once to play that same game, have to wait six months to a year to play it. Like, you're splitting your fan base. So, yeah, when it comes to third-party games like that, I, I really don't care. So, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say on that. Alrighty. I think that's that's it for me, Ben. I thought there was another story. But yeah. Oh, well. Hey, it was a good episode anyway. Um, we'll be back in two weeks. No, a week. Not in two weeks. God damn it, wrong show. Um, so, Gary, is there any shout-outs and how can they contact you? Yeah, shout-out to you guys as always. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun. Um, you can contact me on Twitter at G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Alfonso. Shout out to all the listeners, to our followers. Once again, Happy New Year's. We're in 2022. A lot of games I'm looking forward to playing. And um, yeah, I just hope that there's not a lot of delays because, yeah, last year was just... Uh, <laughs> You'll follow me on Twitter at AliShan7. Nice. Um, you can find me at MG underscore Chili. Um, shout out to everyone that listens. Thank you all. Uh, I promise that the Metacritic game will be back next week. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping to plan it for this week, but I kind of fell over at the start of the week and I was injured for most of the week. So I, my brain was on out my foot hurt more than anything else. Couldn't walk for three days. It was annoying. Uh, don't get old, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Last tip of the, of the day. Don't get old. So until next time, see you all. Bye.